Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Juliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. Well, if you have your Bibles today, would you open up to Luke chapter 2, verses 10 to 11. And this is one of the most quoted Christmas verses in the Bible, and uh, you would have heard it so many times this Christmas, but I just want to put a new angle on this today. Here it is. Luke chapter 2, verses 10 to 12, that says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings, good news of great joy, which will be to you and to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So, I I mean, the scene is amazing. And every Christmas we have the children act it all out, the nativity scene. And everybody loves it, especially if your children are involved. And and you've got the angels saying, I bring you good news of great joy, which is going to be to all people. And they're really excited about it. But there's so many people. It's just the birth of another baby. It's like, really? Is this really great news? Exceedingly great joy? Really? Well, it depends. What does it depend on? It depends on what you need. How many of you know that at Christmas time, you get really excited about some gifts? And then other gifts, you think, wow, I know just the person who could use this next year. (laughs) Uh Let me ask you a question. Do they still make soap on a rope? (laughs) They stop making, because I know if you get it, it's probably on its 20th cycle. You know, it's like, (laughs) come on, be honest. How many of you ever re-gifted? No, no, don't put up your hand. I I know you have the re-gift. But if you get something that you really need, that you really value, uh, I mean, that's where excitement comes. And these angels were telling people, get excited. It's good news of exceedingly great joy. And people are going, just another baby. Just another baby. Unless, of course, you had a big need for a savior. And then if you had a big need for a savior, all of a sudden, the value increases. How many of you notice i got a box here? Many years ago, I heard the story, and for some of you, you've heard it many, many times, but I'm going to tell it again. It's a box. The box represents a story that I heard many years ago, and it's about a little girl that uh, wanted to give her dad a gift. And so she's about three years of age, and uh, she went and found the golden wrapping paper, the expensive wrapping paper in the house. She's three years of age. How many of you know three-year-olds do a great job in wrapping? Huh? And so she got the wrapping paper out and she started to wrap. And Daddy saw her using the golden wrapping paper, which was only ever reserved for very expensive gifts. And 
got pretty upset that she'd used all this paper and said, sweetheart, this is not paper for you to play with. Oh, but dad, I'm wrapping up a gift. And so he was really upset that she'd used all this wrapping paper. But on Christmas Day, he found that she'd actually used the wrapping paper to wrap up his gift. So on Christmas Day, he unwraps his gift and, and uh, he finds a box. And then he opens it up. And now he takes his upset to a second level. And he says, sweetheart, not only have you wasted all the golden paper, but you've done something that you shouldn't do. You should never give people an empty box for a gift. Then she started to cry. And she says, but dad, the box isn't empty. Last night, I filled it up with kisses. And it's filled with my kisses. Well, how many of you know that's a great way to make dad feel like a real loser? (laughs) What happened there? Let me tell you what happened there. All of a sudden, the empty box starts to take another level of value because of his love for his daughter and her blowing kisses in the box. All of a sudden, the empty box now takes value. But that's not the end of the story. Six months later, little girl has a horrific accident and passes away. And now the box never leaves the bedside because it's a reminder of his little girl filling the box with kisses. A gift is truly a precious gift when we put value on it. See, on on my bedside chest, inside the drawers of my bedside chest, there's a, a little pocket knife. And the little pocket knife is valuable to me because it was what was in my father's pocket the night that he passed away. And it was the pocket knife that he always carried with him. And so as little kids growing up, dad always had a pocket knife. Now I've got my father's pocket knife on my bedside chest inside the drawer because it's an old pocket knife, but to me it's valuable. It's connected to my father. Next to my father's pocket knife, there's a card that Christelle wrote for me when she was nine years of age. And, you know, I've I've received lots and lots of cards but this one is super duper extra special. Number one, it was written by Christelle. But number two, it was a season in life where the boys were teasers. Her two brothers. She's got a brother that's six years older, well, five and a half years older, another one that's three years older. And uh, at this stage of life, they were 15, 13, she was nine. And they, they were in a stage where they would tease their father, me. And, uh, and so if ever I got upset with them, they would threaten that when I got to a particular age, they would send me to a nursing home. <laughs> so I'm pretty cool with this, you know, because, you know, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But not Christelle. She was getting offended on my behalf. It's not the right thing to say to our father. 
they threatened to send him to a nursing home. And so when she was nine years old, it was my birthday, she wrote me this card. And on this card she says, Dear Daddy, you never have to worry about getting old because I will never let you go to a nursing home. <laughs> Come on. How many of you know that's my get out of jail free card? That I never leave and that I never. It just, all of a sudden, there's just huge value. Huge value. Huge value. Behold, in the city of David is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this is great news of great tidings. But to so many people, it's like, really? Isn't it just the birth of another baby? Well, it depends on where your need is. So can I just say to you today that good news has to first be connected to bad news in order for it to be good news. So here's, here's the deal. I've got some good news. I've got some bad news. Let me go through the bad news first, okay? And then we'll get to the good news. And if you don't get the bad news, then the good news loses its value because the value of the good news only escalates in value when it's compared to the bad news. And this is what happens in our society today, that people don't get the bad news in order to get the good news. And so the bad news, let me go through it very quickly. The Bible tells us that sin has separated us from God. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2, it says, your iniquities, your sins have separated you from God and your sins have hidden his face from you so he will not hear you. How many of you know that's a terrible thing for God not to listen to your prayers and to be separated from you? That's the bad news, that sin has separated us from God. Our problem today is that people don't even want to hear messages about sin because it's too negative. And what is sin anyway? It's what, 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 it's what you believe it to be. And I don't believe it to be the sin that you believe it to be. And if it's not hurting anybody, it can't be sin. And my attitude is sin is what God says is sin. It's as simple as that. If you want to know what sin is, read the Bible. It's, it gives you a very clear definition of what is sin. And for me, quickly to define sin is just not doing the will of God. Whatever the will of God is for you is righteous. As soon as you don't do the will of God, that's sin. And it could be just something so small and insignificant that to other people is not a problem. But to you, if you're out of the will of God, it is a problem. Sin separates you from God. That's the bad news. Second part of the bad news is this, that no matter how many good works you do, you cannot cover over sin. Again, you know, that's, that, that is a concept that is only Christian. Because every other world religion basically says that good things will work for you. Good deeds will work for you. Good deeds is what everybody needs to do. And so at the end of the day, somehow there's this universal balance. And in this universal balance, God will put all the bad things that you've done and all, whoever God is to you and all the good things. And if it balances out, or will most probably good things have to balance out at a better level than, than bad things, you'll get in because your good things in the Bible says your good deeds are like dirty rags. That's what the Bible says in Isaiah 50, 64 verse 6. It says... Our righteousness are like filthy rags. 
They fade as the leaf and our iniquity is like the wind taking us away. It's like the Bible is really clear that your good deeds won't counteract the bad things you've done. That's bad news. Say, John, hurry up, get to the good news. I'm nearly there. Just one more thing. Just one more thing. This is, and this is all Old Testament. I'm just giving you scriptures out of the Old Testament because the shepherds that heard this news, the only thing they had was the Old Testament Bible to get a definition from. Once we get to the New Testament, it even gets clearer. And so the third thing is that the eternal separation from God that we classify as hell. The Bible talks about it in Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, that there is everlasting life and everlasting contempt, everlasting separation from God. And there's a place where we are separated from God eternally. How many of you know there's, that's bad news, that, that uh, there's bad news out there that sin has separated us from God, that good works will not cover over our sin, and that there's eternal separation from God, everlasting contempt is there. And so you can only get good news when you understand the bad news. And so if you're living under the shadow of the bad news, and you're waiting for a Messiah, you're waiting for a savior. You're waiting for someone who can what? Remove your sins and give you everlasting life. Then when the angel says, it's happened, he's come. The savior of the world has come. All of a sudden, that's exceedingly great joy. Wow, I was waiting for the savior. I was needing the savior. Oh, I don't know how many times I told you the story. Of, um, and I'll tell it to you again, because the older you get, the more you hear the stories over and over again. It's okay, because there's a few visitors here that have this story. I was 18 years of age, strong, fit. Now I'm nearly 60 years of age, still strong and fit, but I was stronger and fitter than at 18 years of age. And we went to Manly Beach. We were at the Bible College in Katoomba, hot day, we drove down to Manly Beach, and it was just an awesome, awesome summer's day. And I was swimming, going out to the back where the waves weren't breaking. And as I was swimming out there, a lifesaver in a rubber dinghy came to me and said, what are you doing out here? And I said, I'm swimming. He says, you're in the middle of a rip. He says, this thing is taking you out to sea. Why don't you get into the rubber dinghy and I'll take you back to shore? I thought, nah, I'm fine. I'm enjoying the swim. And so he's the lifesaver trying to save me because he knew that I was in a rip, but I was having a good time. I was not valuing his efforts to save me until I sent him away. I said, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I sent him away. He took off to go save somebody else. Then I turned around and started swimming to shore and found, oh, no, he's right. I am in a rip. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm in trouble. And, uh, and I, I'm, I'm just struggling out there, drinking water, but the lifesaver had gone, and I wasn't swimming between the flags. I know that I was a bad boy, but when you're 18, you think you're indestructible. And so, uh, so, so I had two friends on shore, uh, on the beach, and they, and they were watching me. So I start, I start calling them, come and help me. And I'm waving to them to come and help me. 
You know what they stopped doing? They stopped waving back. <laughs> yeah. Come and save me. They couldn't hear a thing over the roar of the waves. See, what had happened was this. Because I did not see the need to be saved, I did not value the lifesaver in the rubber dinghy. When I started valuing him, he was too late. What happens is this. We've got to understand this, that when, when, when it was announced a saviour was born, it was a saviour given to those that understood we needed saving. We've sinned. Our sins have separated us from God. Our good works cannot cover our sins. And our sins will eventually cause us to live in everlasting contempt in hell. And so when you understand you need a saviour, it's good news. Now, some of you are saying, how did the story end? Well, I didn't drown that day, glory to God. I'm still here. And I ended up making it to shore. As soon as my feet touched the ground, the, the, the sand, my friends thought, oh, maybe John's in trouble. And so they went into the water. As soon as my, my feet hit the sand, they saved me. It was like, to this day, they kind of felt that they saved me, but I already was saved myself. Anyway, <laughs> I let them to believe what they want to believe. Too often, we don't put value on what is truly valuable because we don't see the need. We don't see that. How many of you have been given vitamin supplements? Do you get given vitamin? My mum always wants to give me fish oil supplements. That you know, vitamin and the same vitamin B, B one, all these supplements. She's got a whole drawer full of them. Take this; it's good for you. Take that. Not interested. Take vitamin, take this, this vitamin, that vitamin, that vitamin, this vitamin. They're on the shelf. My attitude is, I don't need it. But what happens if someone says, you're dying? You've only got a few months left to live. And this vitamin supplement is going to save your life. Give it to me big time. Give it to me big time. What You know, this is... I can still remember as a as a, a seven or eight year old, I always resisted taking medication. And my mum my would put aspirin in orange juice and say, you know, this will get you over your cold. And so it was I just resisted it. I don't know. There's just something inside of me that just resisted medication. And so this one day, mum says to me, says you are dying. <laughs> Mothers, don't do this to your kids. Once the fever hits 41, you're dead. And it's already at 40. You've only got one degree. And then you'll be dead. It's all over. Nah, I wasn't interested. Seven years of age, that thing tasted terrible. And, and so she went away. And then I started to fill my head. I thought, my goodness, that's only one degree away. I'm going to die. And then I started to get hotter. Then I started to scream, Mom, quick, bring the aspirin. I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> she had it ready. See, see, revelation increases value. When you get revelation, all of a sudden, value is increased. And, 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 and this, is, this is 
What I'm trying to say to you is that when those angels came and said, this is good news of great joy, they had the revelation of how good this was. But so often, because we don't see the need, we're not that excited about it. It's just another Christmas story. It's another another Christmas season. Come on, let me give you the good news. I've given you the bad news. Here's the good news. The good news, a saviour is born whose name is Christ the Lord. And the Savior, what did he do? He descended to earth so that we might ascend to heaven. What an incredible thing is that he came all the way from heaven to earth so that we might go all the way from earth to heaven. What a beautiful thing that is to understand that. Second thing is that he became a servant that we might become sons, that we might become daughters. Jesus says, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life a ransom for many. He became the ransom so that we could become children of God, sons of God. I love this one. He became sin so that we might become righteous. For even the son, it talks about that, that, that Jesus Christ became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ in 2 Corinthians 5. Um, sorry, I got that mixed up. Um, it, at the end of, I think it's 2 Corinthians 5.21, talks about he became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. And then fourthly, he died so that we might live. How awesome is that? When you begin to understand that Jesus gave up his life, that we might receive eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So, so once you understand the value of the gift, you've got to do something. And so what do you have to do? Two things. Number one. You've got to acknowledge the value of the gift. If you don't acknowledge the value of the gift, you never receive it. It's like, it's like the box full of kisses. You're rejecting it because you don't see the value of it. It's like me and the lifesaver on Manly Beach. I rejected it because I didn't see the value of it. And what happens is this. We can do Christmas. We can sing the songs. But as soon as Christmas is over, we just get back to the way that we were. Because we don't understand the value of the Savior. And can I just say to you, I can't give you the revelation of that. That's something that you need to receive from God. I mean, I, I can give you a great message. I can give you great stories. I can give you great illustrations. But it's the Holy Spirit that gives you revelation. When you get this, it's like, I get it. I've sinned. I've come short of the glory of God. I've been separated from God. Christmas is all about God Sending the Savior to save me. I don't want to send him away. I want to acknowledge the value of the gift. And when you acknowledge the value of the gift, you don't just accept it politely. How many of you have accepted gifts politely? Come on. Some of you, especially from grandmothers. Anne and I were talking yesterday and said, we want to be grandparents one day where our grandkids will always accept our gifts because we've worked it out rather than, oh, very nice. Thank you very much, Grandpa, Grandma. That's awesome. 
You accept the gift because there's value to the gift. When you accept the gift, it changes your life. The Father sent us his most precious. There was nothing more valuable in heaven that he could send us. The Christmas story is about God looking in all of the created universe and in all of heaven and in all of creation and sending, what's my most precious? And he sent us his son. There's nothing more precious. We just have to stop at Christmas time and receive that value and understand that. Liz, if you can just come up, I'm bringing the plane in for a landing so I can spend a bit of time praying with you today. You know what we need to do? We need to make room for God. When you make room for God, God will make room for you. You know what we need to do? We need to welcome God into our lives. Because when we welcome God into our lives, he welcomes us into his kingdom. You know what else we need to do? We need to align ourselves with God. Because when we align ourselves with him, he aligns himself with us. And you know what else we need to do? We need to accept Jesus into our lives. Because when we accept Jesus into our lives, God accepts us into his kingdom. And can I say to you that you will never be accepted into God's kingdom unless you first accept Jesus into your life. And this is the good news of Christmas. The good news that's available to all mankind. It's available to everybody. What do you value today? Do you value the things of this world or do you value the things of eternity? Let me finish today with this, just one illustration. And it's a very powerful illustration because it's the, the, the illustration of the crucifixion. And, you know, for us, Christmas is the birth of Jesus. Easter is the death of Jesus. But we need to merge them together and see that the two are connected. This baby was born to die. And Easter is where we have the story of the death of Jesus. But we have this incredible visual of the three crosses on the hill. Jesus in the middle, and on either side is a thief. And what's interesting about the two thieves on either side of Jesus is both of them valued different things. So one of the thieves, his value was this world, this life. And because it was his value, he says to Jesus, if you really are the son of God, why don't you save yourself? And while you're doing it, save us. Give us back our lives. That's what he valued. And his attitude is, you know what? If you do this, I'll believe in you. The other thief, his value was eternal life. And he says, what are you doing? turns to his, to his brother and he says, what are you doing? Don't you know this man's done no wrong? Stop giving him a hard time. And then with a humble heart, a humble heart. Everybody say a humble heart. Because that's the beginning of salvation, a humble heart. Pride will keep you out of the kingdom. If there's pride will keep you away from relationships. Pride will break families apart. But humility is such a beautiful force. It actually unites Humility will gain you more credit than pride will ever do. And so here's this other thief with this very humble heart, turns to Jesus and said, Jesus, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. 
And he just said, Lord, I just want you to remember me. Uh, uh, this world, it's over for me. But I just know that there's another life. There's eternal life. And I just need for you to remember me. I just want to humble myself. And Jesus turned to him in the midst of his pain. And he said, assuredly, this day, you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't have to do much. No good works. He was on the cross. Didn't have to pay any tithes. He just, one glance, one word, one humble act. And Jesus said, surely this day you'll be with me in paradise. What an incredible story where the Savior was announced at his birth. And then his last act on the cross was to save a sinner right next to him and give him eternal life. Come on. This is the great news, my friends. This is the great news of Christmas. Jesus came to save you from your sins and give you eternal life. And all you've got to do is acknowledge the value and accept his sacrifice. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Juliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.